Hey friends, if you know me, you likely know that I have a sweet spot in my heart for veterans. My father has a purple heart and the scars to show for it. Just recently, I learned that a common side effect of PTSD is hoarding. And those of us with aging parents have seen how quickly a lifetime of memories and keepsakes get stacked in boxes and closets, causing more and more clutter and stress over time. My friends at Florida Ceiling Home Healing are helping hundreds of folks, veterans included, in residential and commercial settings with decluttering, packing, organizing, itemized liquidations, and even biohazard and hoarding cleanup. They are offering a 20% off discount to our listeners here at Shock and Y'all. So you can learn more by calling 424-272-8892 or visit their website, www.fchhspaces.com. You can also text Nicole 20, your full name, your phone number, and email to that same phone number, 424-272-8892. You'll receive a 20% off discount just because you're a Shock and Y'all listener. My friends, we are not meant to do it all alone. The team at FCHH is here to help. Hey, y'all. Welcome to Shock and Y'all, a podcast about our mental and physical fitness, spirituality, and your big, bold life. I'm your host, Nicole Shaka, and I am so grateful you're here. I train bodies for a living, but I'm even more interested in harnessing the mind and elevating your spirit. Every week, I'm speaking with exceptional humans or experts in their field or folks who genuinely have a unique and valuable insight we can all benefit from. So get cozy or lace up your shoes, or keep your eyes on the road. And let's drop right in. Oh, hi, hi, hi. Welcome back, my friend. We are speaking with Jordana Toback today. She is a movement specialist herself. She is a mentor to coaches. She does body works and somatics and a dancer and choreographer. She's got quite the kinesthetic background. We're talking about personality patterns, and this is something that isn't talked about and discussed much, but I tell you, we go into it. She talks about being fully embodied in her practice of moving and understanding the nervous system. And she's just an absolute delight. I can't wait for you to hear this. And when you're ready, let's dive right in. Oh, hi. Welcome to Shock and Y'all. I'm here with my lovely friend, Jordana. We're in matching black outfits because we love black, black like our souls, black like that's not important. Let me tell you about Jordana, shall I? Jordana is a pleasure. She's a pleasure to know, but more importantly, she reminds us that we deserve pleasure. I've been so impressed with how raw and dare I say unhinged this woman has been from the day she slid into my DMs. She is quick-witted, intelligent, curious. She is researched and she walks her talk. She's a coach's coach. You may not be comfortable with all she has to say, but there's something to unpack in that. I can't wait to learn along with you. It's my pleasure to introduce you to my friend Jordana or Miss Jackson if you're nasty. Because <laughs> she's a dancer. And then does anyone, that's where, does anyone else know that, but people our age? Oh my God, I didn't even think about that. But if you do, you can Google it, children. You can Google it. It's Miss it's <laughs> Janet Jackson, J A. Okay. Okay. Nasty. 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 I danced with this guy, Barry, who's like one of the leads in that video. And we used to go across the floor in class together. He was older. Yeah. Well, let's make sure we mention that. So he was old 
and you were just a young buck. No, he's really old because, yeah. Okay. <laughs> he, okay. Well, we are so happy you're here. And by we, I mean myself and my worms, but more importantly, what I was really wanting to share was that if you're not following her, I want you to follow her on Instagram or TikTok or what have you. It's her name, Jordana Che, C-H-E with an underscore. And the reason being is because she drops stories and reels all the time that are so informative, but it's the way she delivers them. It's the tone in her voice. It's the amount of information she's giving you. The value add is just absolutely worth it. So you're going to learn something about yourself and maybe somebody else <laughs> just by following her and paying attention to what she has to say. And that brings me to my first question, which is, I know you study personality patterns and that's not a super common thing to discuss. So I was hoping maybe you could share a little bit about that. What are personality sure. patterns? Yeah. Personality patterns were discovered by a therapist, psychiatrist, doctor, MD a while ago, whose name I'm not going to mention, whose name she'll let me mention. And other therapists, he came out of Freud. He studied with Freud oh. and he basically discovered that the body held patterns and blocks and congestion and that it connected to psychological and mental disorders. Wow. And ill health. So he made that connection and started working with people's bodies right away. Now, this is interesting because it's not referenced in our common discussions about somatic healing today. Why is that? His name is not, you know, we don't mention him, but he's the guy that discovered it. And then all the therapists that came after him were also MDs and sort of evolved what the patterns were when they were discovered, because they're not developed. They're not like a framework that comes from a channel. They're a framework that he discovered by looking at the body consistently. These patterns come from childhood, certain ages, certain tasks that are at hand at those ages. And then he traced them to being personality patterns in the adult. That's wild. So did he study children too at that age? I mean, was that was part of no, his but work? Just from, just from people on his table telling him stories Got of it. what happened kids mm. but I'm sure as as when you have a kid it's been so fascinating that I have a child who's nine to have watched her go through each pattern has been so confirmational about how this is just intrinsically in us that at every task we have of learning physical movement and survival skills we're also developing defense strategies and strategies to get our needs met that's bananas and so important because yeah. mm. we all go through that. You don't get to bypass that. Of course you would. Everyone you have has all of them. So when we say I'm a Taurus, I'm like this, it's like, okay, but everyone has all of the patterns because everyone goes from zero to six months. Everyone goes from six months to this, you know, and you have these tasks of development. And like, of course, if you had trauma in those early hours, years, and you were in a NICU for the first six months of your life, that phase of development will have the most trauma in it, usually. Mm. So those things, how they come in are how compulsive that pattern might be in you, but we have all of them. So you might have a primary pattern, but you also have all other four. Congratulations, everyone. <laughs> You're a smorgasbord <laughs> of patterns that are unconscious and good luck to you. Anyway, moving on. No, <laughs> so <laughs> tell us like, I know because I know you and I've heard and followed your content for a while and you are very much an open sharer, which is my favorite sharer. Mm. I learn a lot from that. And I'm curious how you've transformed because I'm sure like 
we've mentioned this in discussion before, but you were your own guinea pig initially. You were working this stuff out through your own body, through your own processes. And so I'm just curious how how that all went down. What have you learned? God, well, it's about 25 years now of doing this work, which I only found because I had to, which I think is most people, like unless we're at rock bottom, why would we learn this stuff? Right. Truly. And that was my experience anyway, was that basically... I was a workaholic in the dance world and as a dancer choreographer, I just, you know, got up at five and went to bed at 11 and that was my life. And I loved it, but I was also kind of not, I was ignoring all the signs of exhaustion. And then at one point I woke up and I was actually on my way. I was acting also, I was on my way to a casting meeting with a really big casting director and I couldn't get out of bed. And my friend, Tom Draper, who's now a famous like acting coach, he was just like, what's up with you? Like, cause I'm like a goer and a doer. I'm a three on the Enneagram. I'm a psychopath. I'm an aggressive pattern person. I just go, 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 do, 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 do. And I literally couldn't walk. And that really took me down. So it was kind of like, well, I got to figure out what's wrong. And I went to all the medical doctors. You know, it was low thyroid. It was a bunch of things that they saw in the beginning, but it didn't fully take me into back to what I would call normal or my energy, which is pretty high. And then I met my co-parent, Tom who brought me to this healing teacher, whose name was Levent Balukbasha. He's passed now. And he worked with a combination of core energetics, personality pattern work, and healing arts, Barbara Brennan, hands-on healing, and ancient you know, martial arts, and a bunch of different modalities that he taught at a school, at a four-year program. And when the minute I met him, I felt my energy kind of come up after being in chronic fatigue state for like a year. And then as soon as I left the space, I felt it kind of go back down. And it was so noticeable that I was like, I have to go back because nothing else had worked. Colonics helped, but nothing else really moved the energy that was like stuck and draw. I was in a total collapse, nervous system collapse. So I started with him really slowly. And then like, I was also learning that it would help my, me being a better director, a better choreographer, a better person to like work on some of this stuff. Cause I had some big issues, some blocks. So from day one up till the four years, you know, I, I was with him for a couple of years before I started the program. Then I did the program for four years. I became a minister because you become a minister once you've done the program. And then I taught at the school. So it's not like I just got like my ministry license on amazon.com or like, like I'm a full on licensed minister, but also a hands-on healer and like four years, four full years. And, you know, you don't, you don't just pop in that certification, you know, it's like a real in-depth program. And I noticed that from zero to like when I was done, my body had healed almost entirely, almost entirely back to normal. So wow. that's, yeah, it took a few years, but s slow and steady, just like getting better and better and better till, you know, over those years after I would say, I still had some patterning and I still had some stuff that was holding my nervous system in patterns. And that's no, seeing that and seeing how stubborn it was made me do the research of connecting the nervous system to the personality patterns, which wow. no one's done. Not to be like, oh, me, but no one's made that connection. Vanderkalk, Levine, they haven't made the connection between the patterns and the nervous system. Really? I, I feel like that would be obvious. I don't want to say obvious, but yes, obvious. I just don't think they want to talk about he who shall not be named. Oh, so then right. they don't who shall not be named. Right. Uh, I Voldemort. think that's what it is because they all owe him. Like Peter Levine has said, I owe him my legacy. Mm. He'll say that, but I don't think anyone wants to be associated with him. And I, I'm going to just take heed and just, I don't want to be kicked off anything. So I'm just going to 
say he who shall not be named, but the patterns themselves are, we call them patterns now because it's very pathologizing to call someone a psychopath. Right. Or a masochist. Right. You know, or a schizoid because it sounds like schizophrenia. So we, right. in those terms are the original terms, but it's a little more. So well- is there a, I don't want to say an endpoint. like, can you transcend this or you're always going to have these patterns? You're always, what are you trying to do? Just kind of harmonize them or alchemize them so that you're not, is that the goal? Yeah. I mean, the, so the goal is if you are unaware to become more aware. Okay. And with every sort of cycle of becoming aware of a pattern, you're bringing in more awareness and it rises. So that's the technical spiritual. It rises in the body as it rises in your consciousness. Mm. They happen at the same time. The body work makes it register in the body for even deeper recognition. So sure, you could probably sit and meditate and understand all this stuff, but you wouldn't necessarily have mastered the body aspects, which means you haven't fully mastered it. So that's why you see some meditation teachers with like really big bellies and stuff. Like they're physically not getting all that they could be getting. And they might have girlfriends who are their students and they might be crossing those boundaries. And like, you're like, why is that off? Why aren't they aware in all the ways? Right. That's usually why lower self isn't fully integrated with higher self yet, even with wonderful masters. And that's why I don't get mad at yogis who are like doing weird shit. I'm like, oh, they just haven't integrated. I get it. They haven't integrated the pattern work, which I think is the deepest way to really understand the path to God. I think it's the most human. It's the most human. Certainly we can sit there and idealize shit, like and be in a, be in a cave, but we want to actually deal with other people. (laughs) What? Not me. I'll stay behind this zoom lens forever. Just kidding. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, you know, it's happening that that is a shift. I have to just interject this because this is not trying to piss off any other generations here, but I noticed after COVID and we came back to in-person situations and it was happening prior to COVID, but it was very, very much not on my radar because there were other things to worry about Mm -hmm. coming back to teaching in person. I just noticed again, I'm not trying to, it's just an observation, but some, somewhere around like the 25 year old and below age gap that anywhere 25 and younger, I felt there was an absolute disconnect. There was a zoning out, but I felt like their embodiment was lacking. Like they weren't with me. They weren't following me. They were barely within themselves. And it was, and when they're next to each other, when I have a a 60 year old woman next to a 25 year old woman in a class, it is like palpable how the six year olds like, okay, uh uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Well, oh, oh, okay. Whereas the 24 year old is like, And I think, uh oh. And just for those got going on here, for your followers who and people listeners who wonder what embodiment is, because what is it really? I think the best way to understand it is like presence in the moment in the body, conscious presence and connection. Yeah. Because when we get into sometimes when I hear embodiment, I think dance. That's what embodiment actually is. So when someone says they're an embodiment coach, it's like. Okay. It's just like saying you were a dancer so that you're, that makes you more of a somatic coach. Like it's such an, it's such a blanket statement, blanket statement of like, I'm good. I know the body. It's like, but you might 
just be talking about, I mean, there just it's it's important to just define what we're talking about, I think. Yes. So embodiment, like when you're talking about embodiment, what I'm hearing is you're talking about they're not present in their bodies Correct. and they're not present in connection. Correct. And it's everything. Presence is everything. It's everything. It's everything. Cause you know, I was talking about sex with my mentor. I was talking about sex, not sex with him, but sex <laughs> in a conversation with him. And he said, you know, it's not technical. It's about presence. That was like, for me, it was just that, that moment of like, yep. So true. Cause you know, oh. you're attracted sometimes and you're like, where did that come from? And exactly. it's, it's presence. Presence. Wow. presence is where it came from. And I feel it's even more treasured now because in my assumption, and again, not a doctor, not a scientist. I say this every episode at this point, people are like, yeah, this one's got a lot of thoughts. I think it's because they grew up with devices, right? Like maybe oh, yeah. we didn't have that. And that's where this whole zoning out is just a default or just what, you know, I guess. Yeah. Um, what is it? The problem too, is that we're kind of moving in that direction of like AI and all these things that have no presence and no humanity. And then on the other end of the spectrum and, you know, Jordan Peterson is covering this topic, so I don't need to, but on the other end of the spectrum, you have a complete preciousness around anything. Any real discussion is too hard. I can't talk about about that. You can't call me that wrong pronoun. You know, it's like, wow, you're not present, but yet, you know, if somebody like dissed you, it's like, it's just, it's very extreme. It's very Um, extreme. That's a whole other. It's a whole other show, but I also, you know, we could definitely (laughs) do that. I just look at my son and I'm thinking, A, I have the task of raising a boy, a man, and I want to do it so, so well. At the same time, I'm a working mom and I have my phone in my hand a lot of the time. And it's it's this constant battle of, am I being present enough? Does he see all this happening? I want him to know that working hard is important and the ethics are, it's a wild balancing act. I don't know who's nailing it, but I had a conversation with another lady that this will probably, her name's Kelly, but it should probably air before yours does where we were talking about prior to social media, I had no idea there were so many differentials for parenting. You could do it this way. You could do it that way. You could do it this way. Here's an, uh, get creative. And I was like, whoa, in my mind, I just grew up with thankfully two really great parents, but we did it one way. And so when this whole world of opportunistic parenting was presented to me, I was like, God dang it. I missed the opportunity to build paper airplanes with mm. my son in the forest. You know, here's where I fall on this conversation because it's a real conversation. And I do have friends who've become therapists, one who's very big. It's not conscious parenting. She calls it non-coercive parenting. Non-coercive. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. It's borderline not possible and borderline possible. And she's amazing, but presence is key. And yeah. when I'm present, she feels me my nine-year-old, right? So I can always check in and go, did I not say that clear enough? Or is it really sure just having a problem with my no? You know, I can always check in and just presence there. And the phone thing in terms of that, it's so interesting because we don't let her, 
we have she has very little screen time she's never had a lot of screen time but she'll draw on something and make it a pad or make it her phone and she'll be typing on it and she's talking to her followers and sometimes i'm like it's beautiful because she's totally created her own world with it yes. her followers she makes tiktok cooking videos she's like guys i'm in my mom's kitchen and i'm making oranges and honey and i'm gonna pour it and, and, and she talks to her and amazing and it. it's weird that she sees me working and talking on a phone and it's not her that I'm talking to in those moments but she's a single child she gets plenty hey. of our attention they get um, a lot of our attention yeah so I sort of I think it weighs itself out but I do think that the sort of the medicine is all the styles have benefits and presence is actually the most important thing even being present with how they feel like I can, like, she's so dramatic. And I'm like, okay, if I resist this, it's just going to be a big, loud explosion. So how do I get into it with her? Which is what we learn as core energetics therapists in a lot of ways. You're going with the energy of the somatic experience of your client. Go with it. You feel hated. You feel like they dissed you. Go into it. Talk from that place. Because the pattern looking at the pattern, it cannot be made aware to you unless you're, kids too, unless you're actually giving it voice because we're so busy suppressing it. Oh, I was just going to so say, busy. yeah, pushing it down. Yeah. And we learned that we learned, okay, don't say the real thing, say the thing that'll get you what you need. And that means you're going to collapse and fawn. That means you're going to, you know, cause your parents are the authority. You're going to try to control if they are out of control. If your parents were like, either very weak or sick or, if, you know, whatever, didn't have boundaries, then you're going to be a dominating psychopath, aggressive yeah. pattern person who, not, who knows how to control the external circumstances. So those of us that are co-parenting and you're in this as well, mm -hmm. having these different experiences where you know your partner and you know they grew up differently than you did. And they're, now your child is in, you know, a, a dissected home. I worry about I worry about all the things I can't control if we're really being honest, but I worry about my level of managing that at the end of the day, if I see something, a trait or a quality that my, a pattern that my son is demonstrating. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't know. I don't, I honestly don't. My question is, I just got carried away in my own thoughts. I think it's easy. Tell me if this is what you're trying to say. I think it's easy for us to worry about things becoming a difficulty for our kids yes. that they're learning from a parent that we're like, we disapprove of that pattern, but, yes. but there are benefits to all the patterns. So let's look at them this way. Okay. I'll, I'll look at it from the parenting perspective with my co-parent and myself, opposites attract, right? I'm the psychopath aggressive pattern. He's the schizoid leaving pattern. It's a pretty common coupling where the person whose primary pattern is like leaving, like out of it. To know there's no time. I'm in the spiritual world with the dominating energy like we might have, which is a little more over the top and a chatty, you know, there's a certain personality pattern to it, to the dominator. Also the performer. It's also mm -hmm. called the performer. Makes sense. She learns from him. Her imagination skills are so deep. She's constantly writing songs. He's a composer. She never stops singing. Like she'll go for two hours just singing everything to me. And I'm in the kitchen and mama says hello and I say bye-bye and then I go to my room. I, I go to my room. I mean, it's constant. She's nine. It has not stopped 
This is where she's going. I don't know what she's going to do with it, but it'll be something. I'm like, did you do your homework? Did you do the thing? Did you clean your room? You know, know, that's just my energy. It's like, let's do the things. Let's do the thing. She's getting something from that. She's getting something from how strong I am and holding her emotions and and creating a safe space for her when she's flipping out. And my co-parent's like, ah, you know, I can actually hold it. My question is, is she tone deaf? Because that's my problem. And I live with it every day. It's a, like a scarlet letter. So hopefully she's not. Um, No, she has a beautiful voice. Oh, good. The important thing is that th- this is for you on releasing control. To start to look at how these patterns serve us to spiral upward always. And that's the self-trust piece that most people think self-trust is something else. Self-trust is understanding that your pattern of control isn't necessarily better than the co-parents, whatever, that, that the child is getting. Right. What he's getting will allow him to do the same spiraling and learning and serve him. It will serve him to find a path to his own awareness and his own self-trust. It will serve him. I believe that. I do believe it. that. If we look at it like it's not serving, it's not serving, we're literally negating who we are. And we are in a world that believes that you are wrong. You are bad. You are a sinner, all that shit. It's our nervous system. And if we look at it, it's, it's not, it's a whole framework shift. You cannot look at it as I'm a somatic experiencing person. So I'm just going to stroke my face because I'm so nervous. It's like, no, it's so much deeper and more spiritual than that. It's like, my body is going through this pattern. How can I understand myself here? and do what is needed and move the energy and realize that I'm projecting this outward, owning that. Right. So when you're working with someone, your Rolodex of credentials is bananas, but when you're working with someone one-on-one, because I know you do that and you offer courses. So if you're interested in any of this, please look into what she offers. But I I'm curious how like an initial session would go. What would someone come to you for specifically? Do you find? It's usually, well, there's two things that I'm getting because I'm a mentor to coaches. So sometimes I get coaches who are in the very, who are very deep in the personal development world who are very disappointed with their coaches, not really holding them. They charge a lot of money. Yeah. They have fancy advertisements, not even just stylish, but they promise the world. And then they don't go deep enough to give it. They literally will not hold their client's hand through things. They're like, you can't, you, you can't pay this month. That's your problem. You're out. Like I, that is a coaching opportunity. Coaches, hear me. If someone suddenly can't afford you, hold their hand, find out why, find out what pattern they're going in and how true is it and what can they do differently this time. And there's this disappointment in the coaching personal development world that I find I'm catching in my net people who are like, oh, this person's actually going to stay with me through my pattern to help me up level. Because sometimes we just need someone there who's got an idea of how we need to be held in that parental role a little bit. We're so ready to say, that's not my job. I'm a coach. It's like, no, it's fucking your job. You are their parent. You might as well just put your arm around them and say, I got you. What do you need? Wow. Imagine, just imagine though, that goes back to another conversation I had recently. Imagine how people would respond toward themselves and toward others. If we just had that, 
if you had that as an adult, if you had a coach that put their arm around you and was like, yeah, you can't pay this month. Let's talk. I mean, everything you just said versus this cut and dry sink or swim, conquer the world or your uh... it's patriarchy. It's, and the people doing it are the women saying they're feminists and the patriarchy sucks and fuck the patriarchy. I'm the feminist embodiment. And you're the one using that structure to literally say, well, they're not aligned. They're not aligned. I'm sorry. I'm getting a little bit like this is my aggressive pattern coming in. If you notice, like I'm getting, like, but these are points. These are, I haven't thought of it like that. So this is fascinating for me. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm finding that I have a few clients right now with this particular thing. So that's been coming up wow. all along, but recently, like, wow, people are really not getting what they need. And it's not about me being codependent or me taking too much care. It's just about staying the course and staying connected and embodied. And if yeah. you're an embodiment coach and you're dissing, you're not embodied. That's literally saying I'm not connected to you anymore because blah, blah. So that's how I work with people. Usually is they come to me like you're the pattern lady and I'm, I'm at a loss. What's not working here. And my coaches are not holding me. That's one. And then the other is people are at a crossroads, usually a breakup. And it's funny because I would love to get into relationship work, but that's not my forte. And yet because the childhood constellation is the constellation of your love life every time, inevitably that is where people need the work the most and will pay and will, you know, invest in themselves because this is like, they're losing their love line. They don't mm -hmm. know how to get it back. And, you know, it's like, how do I get over this? I was so impressed. I just want to speak to, I took one of your classes. Do you remember? When I took your class, yeah, do you remember? It was like a powerful yeah. moment for me. So obviously you'd remember when oh, I good. was there. Tell me. Tell me. Of course I remember. I begged you to come. I, well, I was happy to come, but I was in there with a bunch of other coaches. And I remember about three fourths of the way through it, you had us doing exercises and I was on the ground and we did something with our legs in the air and my legs started shaking so badly. And you were like, listen, anything can come up at this point. And I'm like, okay, anything can come up. And then I... If I had on like pants, I would have peed my pants. I had on leggings. I, I don't know. I don't think I peed my leggings. I was laughing so hard, so hysterically. And you're like, that's fine. That's great. I'm like, yeah, I mean, true. my legs were shimmering and my, I was just hysterically laughing. I thought it was the funniest thing. And I'm like, this is amazing. And then when we were done, I was mm. like, it felt like the first time I did cars when I had blood flow and I felt high. And I was like, this is, this is incredible. I totally see where she's going with this. And that was just like a Scooby snack of what you offer. It was a no brainer for me. I'm like, this woman is on it. She's onto something. So many people are going to benefit from that. So, well, that's TRE. The shaking part is a technique called trauma release exercises and technique. Yes. And I use it at the end as a way to allow the energy to move. And it's literally like the primal life force energy, but it's also your body. I mean, it's both. It's your body moving the chemistry of fight, flight, freeze, fawn, like moving the hormones, the glandular excretions, moving it through your body. So, you know, you the gazelle video where the gazelle gets almost killed and then it comes back alive and it shakes, then it yes. goes right back into its life. The shaking is actually a necessary process for the body. And for me and for many, it registers as pleasure. If you have a cap on pleasure, usually a rigid defense, and perfectionism is your issue. So you have a cap on pleasure. When you start to shake and you feel pleasure, you might not even register it as pleasure. It might register as discomfort. 
at first. It's like, oh, why is my body doing that? It's looking weird and I look weird and this is not good, you know, and we cap it. But what you had laughing is an actual trauma release or a release, you know, a tension release. And there's many ways you can release. You can release through sweat. You can release through tears. You can release through shaking, orgasm. Yeah. It's another release. Like that's what that is. Is like the energy gets to move and your body actually does it itself. And how incredible is that? It's so cool. And wait, so what else did you say that I want to say? You said that you laughed, you felt that shake, yeah. you enjoyed it. Oh and yeah. Did you have an actual like, cry? Did you? No, no, I didn't cry after, but I felt high. You felt high, right. That's the connection I wanted to make with FRC and kin stretch and the work you do. Part of the reason I found you and started doing your class was like, I could see the connection in the good work of like these two different modalities. Like, oh, so you're basically move in my perception, you guys are melting the blocks through effort and resistance training and mobility training in those areas. And you don't look at the bands or the way I do. You don't look at it in the framework I do. But you're moving, you are moving energy very actively and effortfully through these bands of tension, which is the yeah. framework that I And to bring it back, it's presence because you're literally bringing someone into the joint tissue. I'm like, I need you in your mind and in this joint, in this shoulder to feel what you're feeling, not to be disassociated, not to be like, no. oh, what does the shoulder look like? No, get still a second, stabilize everything else and just move your left shoulder, you know, mm -hmm. like- that is that, all and that what you do and that connection to what I do, which is the same. We stay in the discomfort. You're not running a marathon where you dissociate. You're trying to stay in the discomfort is the recalibration of the nervous system. Mm. And it's the same for your work, even if it's not talked about so much. I'm sure he knows that, Spina. Yeah. But the nervous system gets alerted because you guys do talk about fear. Yeah. If you stay present and you watch it, you're literally titrating it yourself. You're titrating your own energy. There are nervous system coaches on YouTube and bullshit who talk about like, oh, don't do that. And you have to touch it. You have to be so careful and be scared and don't push it be too scared. hard. My favorite. Fuck you. I'm like, fuck off. I'm not scared. Don't tell me to be scared. What the fuck? I'm working with my own fear here, bitch. Sorry. So you're in that. You're present with it. If you're present, you're raising your awareness. And if you're moving the energy, you're literally recalibrating how you experience fight, flight, freeze, fawn. So you're recalibrating how you experience neuroception. You're recalibrating how you take in input from other people, from your kid triggering wow. you from out of control circumstances. You're recalibrating it with your presence and awareness and the movement of energy. Gosh, it just really all comes back to presence, doesn't it? It does. And it's I the mean, hottest. Okay. We're doing a post. -presence. It's such a hot tip. It's such a hot trend. Presence. Presence. Presence is hot. So here's the funny thing. The other day, and I've said this to a couple of people, I guess my mentor read one of my emails that's he's on my email list and he opened it. And I guess he said something to me like, cause I was like, oh, you're going to have better sex. You're going to have you know this and that if you take my class. And he was like, yeah, better sex, whatever. What about awareness? <laughs> I was like, dude, it's just, you're yeah, like, I've had great sex, but have you ever been 50. aware? That's what, literally what he was saying. I love him. I love, good. him. I love him. But like, what about that? Presence is awareness and presence is hot. It's um, hot. The hottest thing. Without presence, what's hot? No, and also really? in this yeah. day and age, it's like a super hot commodity. 
Like that is the Aston Martin of whatever, because if someone's present with you, not it's so a, I don't want to say foreign, but you, it just feels like electricity because you're so used to being. It is with the bots. Yeah. But, yeah. And also this weird, there's the weird fake boundary talk, mm. which isn't everyone that talks about boundaries, but most people that are talking about boundaries on Instagram, some of these coaches or whatever they are called influencers they're literally talking about not being able to stay present with you, with themselves. And so they want to get out of the discomfort, which is the opposite of what I teach because mm. I want to be masterful. I mean, the reason I made up this work for me, the body work that I'm making up or the modalities that I'm developing is like, I don't want to be able to swing with anything. I don't want to have to say, I can't talk to you because what you're toxic. It doesn't, it doesn't work for me like that. I feel most empowered because I can handle anything. Yeah. That how, I don't understand how that isn't the goal for us all, right? Is to be, know thyself so that you can tolerate other things and then make a determining decision at that point, whether or not you need them in your life, whether or not you want to continue a conversation, but at least have the wherewithal to be so contained. Mm. I think Jocko Wilnick said this somewhere. Mm. And I can't remember it. Gosh, I love when I paraphrase something and I can't remember it. But basically I saw a clip of him. It was a hot clip where he mm. said, you have to control yourself. He's like, if you get angry, he's like, I know that you can't control yourself. How can I trust you in any situation? If you're flailing and swearing and running around crazy, he's like, if you cannot control yourself, you cannot control anything else. And I mean, that sounds pretty obvious, but it's the knowing of self that you're talking about here, which is why isn't that everyone's end game? I mean, we say it, we say it. Victimhood is very powerful in the limbic brain, I think, because the limbic brain is the, the earliest and the oldest part of our brain. And it's the earliest, the earliest stages of development. We're just still in limbic brain. We don't have the capacity to understand. Right. And those patterns of I'm a victim and I can't, my parents, I'm a victim to my parents, really, whatever their whole thing was, could have been subtle, could have been deep abuse. I'm a victim to them. That's how I come into consciousness is through my victimhood. And so it's called the vicious circle. It's a, a beautiful take on it's okay that victim consciousness exists and that you have an immature mind, but it's the only way you know how to perceive things, even as adults. And so it's really important to learn not just how to control it, although that is definitely part of it. Containment. I love that you used that word. It's also like, and I know you know this, but I don't know if Jocko was talking about this and maybe he was. You don't want to suppress it as much as understand it, which is what you were sort of referring to. I think, and again, it was like a 10 second clip, but I saw what he, where he was going was that just yeah, but still, good stuff. doing the work on yourself is the best bet you have. It's the absolute hands down best bet because then you can interact with people that have differing opinions that have different life experiences. I mean, it's just not a thing. Like you just said, you want to be, how did you phrase it? I just moments ago, you phrased it well. I want to be able to handle anything. So I want a flexible yeah. system. I don't want to constantly have to take people out of my life because they trigger me. It's like, it's what a, what a sad, lonely life that would be. I want to stay connected to the people I want to stay connected to. That means I need to be flexible in my like personality. Pattern, not stuck. Like water. Like water, baby. And I'm like not Bruce Lee. no water. In my chart none oh yeah i don't have i don't think i have much either a lot of fire a lot of fire. air a lot of floating <laughs> around setting shit on fire that's what i got and it feels great feels great uh floating around me too floating and, and earth i'm kind of both yeah okay 
We're going to wrap what this if- up, but I have, I have to tell you something about how I end. I'd like to yeah. do a little rapid fire game and I'm just going to give you okay. five words. And then I just want you to tell me like what comes to mind. It could be one word. It could be a phrase. It could be like a tutorial. Okay. Ready? <laughs> it's not hard. It's not okay. hard. Happy. Candy. Did you say candy? <laughs> Are we best friends? Okay. Go be first. Okay. Okay. Happy is candy. Got it. Got it. Got it. Healthy. Oh, I don't know. Uh, steak. Wealthy. <laughs> Freedom. Wise or wisdom. Love. And last one is free. Trees. Nature. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Really good answers, my friend. <laughs> really? That's interesting. Like, where do you go first? I know it's so, and everyone's answers have been so wildly different. Like some people go on a little bit of a tangent or a story. Other people are like water. <laughs> I thought you wanted one word. Could I, I want whatever more. you want to give me. I want whatever. It's yeah. a very open-ended okay. exercise. Okay. We haven't okay. polished it yet, Jordana. I love it. Well, did, um, I love you. I love you. This has been really good. We did get to talk finally a little bit about FRC kin stretch and the connection. Oh yeah. And well, I still want, I want to get more on that at some point when we do a live with you and hear you talk about it. Yeah, for sure. That perspective because I love it. I had to put um, Ken Stretch on hold for the last few months because it just is too close to home that day and time and everything about it. Uh, so I haven't taught it in a while. Yeah. But I think I'm coming back around. We're coming back mm-hmm. around. Mm-hmm. I know. Where do you do it? You do it in your garage. Where are you? It's in my garage studio. It's in my very fancy garage studio. And then... I would, I used to do it live on TikTok. Yes. Model. Oh, that would be fun. It's kind of complicated that, that, that time of day is just the problem. So, oh, so then maybe not, maybe don't, you know, maybe you don't have to do it that way. Maybe you do it a different way. I am. We're in process. Okay. Please tell us where we can find you and any courses or anything that we want to dive into or classes. Hey. Well, you can find me on Instagram, Jordana Che underscore, J-O-R-D-A-N-A-C-H-E underscore. And I think I'm that on TikTok as well, but mostly on my Instagram. And I am offering a training coming up in the next two weeks. So probably early Feb called 7B, which is training for coaches, mentors, teachers, yoga teachers, mobility experts on the seven bands of tension and how they work and how they close and how they chronically close and open. And so once you learn how they get to be opened and the emotional components to them and how to work with somebody, you can help them deeper, especially when you're hands-on physically doing work with them. But also if you're just a coach, you can see where the tension is. If you're just any kind of facilitator mm-hmm. and maybe how to work with them better, deeper. So you can go deeper with that. people and they can have actual transformational experiences with you instead of you know just the usual. Like if you can go really deep with the seven bands of tension, seven belts of tension. Um, I love seven B as a title. That's so clever. I love it. Okay. Oh, good. It sounded like an apartment that I wanted to. Have. I know. That's why I like it. Like two, two, seven old. Yeah. That's Whatever. a number I know. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. Two, two, seven. That's a, that's a powerful number. I don't know why I know that number. Well, um, there was a TV show called two, two, seven, right? There was. Yeah, that's why I'm referencing it because I. Oh, remember I thought watching. you were talking about your own favorite numbers. Oh, Interesting. No. no, I don't know about that show. Oh, I could be wrong. Hey, listen, um, Mandela effect. It may not even have been real. Who knows? What else do I have coming up? 
I offer monthly membership movement classes in embodied release movement technique, which is a modality I developed. And that is twice a week somatic movement practices and embodiment practices that actually recalibrate your nervous system. And it's a monthly fee, but you have to do like a minimum of three months to really get some effect. And then the price goes down after three months if you stay Amazing. longer. And I offer that ongoing cohorts, 8 and 9 a.m. Tuesday and Thursday. And I also offer, I have a quantum core membership. I have a membership for recorded classes. If you want to do movement practices with me and you are your own schedule and you want them on demand. And I do lives in there every week. So I'm in there, but it's like a lower price point for people that just want to take a class yeah. and have it be. That's my, uh, perfect. My offer stuff. Yeah. Amazing. We have a lot of ways to work with you. I love it. I yeah. appreciate you. I thank you for your brains and your time and your love of black. <laughs> black heart, my dark heart, just my like heart. your dark soul. Anyways, we appreciate you. Thank you for being I here. Appreciate thank you. I hope that we got what we wanted here. We, we did. did not go. Okay. Oh my goodness. I hope you enjoyed this chat. Jordana is such a delight. And as you can tell, we enjoy chatting with each other. <laughs> If you want to connect with Jordana, please check out her links in the show notes, follow her on Instagram. She is a wealth of knowledge and a great coach. I can't say enough about her. I hope you enjoyed this as much as I did. And I'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening to Shocking Y'all today. This is a passion project like no other, and it wouldn't be possible without your support. Please like, download, follow, share, which sounds like a lot. So maybe just one of those will suffice. Please check out my online programming at sweatandstillness.com. Grab a copy of my best-selling children's book, Yoked, on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. I hope you gathered plenty of light nuggets and personal downloads from today's episode. I will see you next time. Okay, I love you. Bye.